Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I'm Christoph Newman. And I am Nate Jones. Each week, we discuss a software design problem and how we might solve it using functional principles and the closure programming language. So, Nate, what are we talking about this week? Uh, well, Christoph, um, I think this is week number three on our little adventure into automating Twitter or automating yes. the posting to Twitter. And um, I like to think of it as an adventure, not as a, a task or a problem, because uh, you never know what you're going to un- uncover under the next next rock uh, or around the next bend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think I for think, sure. I think so. Last week we talked about the the data, the actual data that we want to have in our database and the data that we need to get from Twitter. And then we kind of did kind of a high level overview of the algorithm that we want to use to post, you know, as in, you know, we kind of affectionately called it our reconciliation, you know, know, kind of like the reconciling your checkbook or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the idea of um, taking a look at what Twitter has to say, taking a look at what the database has to say, and comparing those two. And and seeing seeing where they agree, <laughs> and by what Twitter has to say, I don't mean like the masses <laughs> of Twitter opinionated people. I mean, um, like the, our record of 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 tweeting right. on our channel. What we have said in the past, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think it'd be good to get into a little bit of 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 how this might look inside of our application. You know, so we, we talked about our application in the first episode and, you know, kind of we're not gonna talk in too much detail, but you know, suffice it to say that, you know, we're we're talking about a a system that's got components, you know, using Stuart Sierra's component yes. library. And uh, Yes. We're we're making this system so there's a better than ninety nine percent chance that we're gonna be using component. <laughs> yes. Yes, we were quite quite big fans. Good, good simple library. Well, what do you library. think, though? What do you think for the component? Like, uh, it seems pretty clear to me we need a component for this thing that wakes up, right? It's going to wake up. It's going to do some work. Yeah, absolutely. And, but, I mean, what else really is there to do? I mean, it's going to wake up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fetch stuff out of the database. It's going to fetch stuff out of Twitter. It's going to compare them, and it's going to either do something or go back to sleep done so it's uh sounds like a component of one right <laughs> yes and it is an island uh <clears throat> well i think i think i think there's a couple so the first thing we always do when we go talk about components we talk about like what what are its needs you know what what other components is, is, might it depend on and you know the the rest of our okay. application needs to it talks to the database so there's a decent chance that we have a component already that represents the database. Um, oh, so so like make the database connection itself a component. Yeah, so we can we can we can weave it into all the all the other components that need to need to be able to access the database. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because most of these connections are thread safe, so you can just kind of make a connection and share it share it around, share it freely. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. But but that's a cool idea because there's always there's always that problem of database grooming. You know, you you got to run a migration. When do you want to run a migration? Right? You you got to make those indexes. When when do you want to make those indexes? And so so it's kind of nice like I I don't know, back in the day I used to like in Maine, 
you know, you, you call this stuff before you get the rest of your application going. But it's kind of neat because if you have a component that makes a database connection and, and kind of returns it for other people to use, right after it makes a database connection, it can run all that housekeeping. And then it can return back the database connection for everyone else to now have it, you know, housekeeping done. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a really interesting idea. The the idea that you, you keep all that stuff in the database component. Um, and then, so like you were saying, before you return from the start function, so to speak, you know, so you're basically holding up the rest of the application starting just so that you can get those right. done. Um, I, I guess maybe quick quick refresher for component, uh, if, if for those who may not be familiar with it, super lightweight. Right, a component is something that holds state, and it's going to have a start method. Basically, you have a protocol, the component protocol, and so you override start, you override stop. So in start, you like set up your state, your statefulness. You make that connection to the DB. You create your initial state or whatever, and then in stop, you tear it all down. Right, and so start needs to return a pointer to a thing that will eventually get passed back into stop. You know, at one future time. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's component in a nutshell. So, yeah, that start method, it can make the DB connection. It can do all the housekeeping. And then it can return that DB connection from the start method. And then uh, later on, you know, that will get hit, passed back into the stop and it can close the DB connection or it can drop all the temporary tables. I don't know. It can, you know, uh, ship ship stuff out somewhere for auditing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just making stuff up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Auditing our our Twitter logs. Yes. Um, cool. So now, so now we, ha- we we're depending on one on one component, uh, the database component. So let's well let's let's name. So what should we call our our our, our component here? We call it the po- the poster. You know, this it's the one who posts to Twitter. Does that sound like a good po- component name? <laughs> sure. It could be it could be the poster child of components. Oh, <laughs> oh there it is. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, moving right along. Uh, we, <laughs> well, we, poster sounds a lot better than, you know, like a blabber or something. <laughs> right. Controversy insider. We could call it the insider. <laughs> Potster. Poster, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll call it the poster. Okay. So, the, the other thing it needs uh, as far as 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 a as something that might be a component would be the Twitter handle itself, right? I mean, we probably might need to use a Twitter handle other places in the application. So, so why don't we make the Twitter handle a component? Re- remind me again, what is a Twitter handle? Oh yes. Um, so we talked about the Twitter handle back in the our earlier Twitter series, uh, where we were just were pulling tweets out of Twitter to pull into to display in our our terminal. Um, but in that, in that series, I forget which episode it was, um, maybe six or seven, we talked about the actual Twitter handle, which is a data structure and set of, of code that actually handles all of the complexity around authenticating and getting it. So we basically can create a handle and then we can right. use that handle to operate on Twitter. <laughs> operate oh, kind of like the database connection has some state. Like like the connection to Twitter, even though it's like not a permanent connection, like the database actually opens a socket and it remains connected. You 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 still have some state. Like you have to OAuth, and then you get your authorization keys, and then you, and you want to keep those around for all the subsequent calls. So yeah, we shoved all that in the handle. We yeah. well we called it the handle. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, it was a lo- rather analogous to a database handle, just a handle. It's something you can hold on to, and it's like a like a one end of a telephone line, you know, a landline, where you can talk to Twitter. So where does this handle come from then? How does it get made? Oh, well, why don't we make it another component, just like the database component, you know? We could have okay. that component handle creating the Twitter handle so that any other components that need to talk to Twitter or read from Twitter, they can just depend on that and it gets woven in. So it, it starts up and it uh, OAuths and then it, it remembers those credentials and then it, and then the thing that gets returned out of start is uh, the basically the the bundle of data which would include the credentials. Yeah. So what what happens when those credentials expire then? Oh, hmm. That's a good point. I think I don't know if we do we handle uh, twi- uh, c- uh, credentials expiring in, in in that earlier episode. I think we talked about it. Yeah, and it would actually yeah, we did. We new... talked about like yeah, ha- like mutating. Well, I, we had two ways. I just I opened the notes, so you know I don't have perfect memory. <laughs> so we we had two ways. We had one where you like the handle was actually an atom, and so you would call you would pass it, and then you would call a method, and then. You you would call a Twitter API endpoint, and if the response you got back was like, "Oh, invalid credentials," then that same function that would do the do the like API call would right there in line kind of go out and get new credentials, and then swap on the atom, and then it returns, you know, the response. So basically, that atom gets gets mutated in place. That, that was like one option. The other option was that function that does the work will always return a tuple. One is like the new, the updated handle, and one is the the outcome for the thing that you tried to do. You know, so uh. so one has kind of the invisible, like behind the scenes. It's just taking care of the data, and that's kind of how a lot of like connections work anyway. Like a database connection. Like we use Mongo, it'll reconnect, but we don't have to change the reference that we have to that handle, right? Like it's it's mutating under the hood. Yeah, yeah. I think that 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 first strategy sounds like a better one for the idea of having the Twitter handle be its own component, um, because if it is shared between multiple um, multiple other components, uh, we don't want to have to update all those components with a new reference if the authorization changes, but also if the auth changes, you know, you don't want to, there's, there's a, there's a thread safety issue too. Um, You know, we, we, we want to basically update the atom atomically. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I wonder why they called it atom. (laughs) It's one of those, those things. What a coincidence. (laughs) Just name names itself. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of a race, right? So if we had four different components that all simultaneously made a call using the same handle with expired credentials, then because because this work doesn't get done on like a handle thread, I guess you could do some threading there, but let's just assume the handle is just the keeper of the information, not the actual worker thread. Right. Then they would each realize, oh, we have bad credentials, they would each fetch new ones via OAuth and they would each swap to replace them. But it, it still wouldn't matter. Like you would come out of that with valid credentials. Last one in wins, right? Yeah, in this case, it doesn't really matter. We don't really 
care if there was three or four valid credentials as long as the last one won. Yeah. Yeah. And then the cool thing is if it isn't like super duper perfectly concurrent, then if uh, component A, which used a handle, basically had the side effect of getting new credentials, you know, right before component B used a handle, then great. Component B would benefit from that, right? Yeah. It work, it work, kind of works out nicely. Yeah, yeah. So we'd have a date. So we have this database handle component. We have so the database connection as a component. We have the Twitter handle as a component, and then we have our our worker, our poster component. <laughs> our poster child. Yes, yes, the poster child of Twitter. <laughs> so I think we have all of our dependencies now. So we we we. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We need to be able to... Part of the algorithm was, you know, waking up at a certain point in time. And uh, so... The, oh, yeah. We need to have some way of of, of triggering that. So I think... Um, there's a variety of libraries we could use, I think, <laughs> that fit in this, in this, <laughs> in this uh, problem space. Um, but we've had good success with using ADAT, uh, which is a pretty simple one that just gives you a good guarantee around um, about around regularly running commands. I think you can actually make it so that if one gets delayed, it actually just skips that one, doesn't try to, doesn't develop a backlog, which is good. Yeah, Java has that scheduled thread executor service. It has a bunch of features. And so it seems like if you're running in closure and not closure script, basically everybody just writes wrappers around this pre-existing thing that does all the work. So at at does that at it's at dash at. Yes, it is a pun on Star Wars. <laughs> so wouldn't in case be you were wondering. Wouldn't be technology if it wouldn't have some Star Wars pun in it. Or, you know, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a there's a bunch of flags that the scheduled thread executive service can take. Like it can have a fixed delay between execution or it can have a fixed point in execution so that the time of execution doesn't count against the next delay, blah, blah, blah. The point is, yeah, it gives you your timer. <laughs> right. So so for the purposes of, 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 of our little poster, you know, in, in the, like we, you talked about before, you know, the start function uh, that component will call, that's a perfect place to, to launch our, our, ske- our schedule thread. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. To call at at and and have magic happen. You know, what whatever yeah, it happens. Yeah, it needs a thread home. pool. Yeah, it needs a thread pool. So you oh, make right. your thread pool there, and then and then you you start a a scheduled task on that thread pool. And basically, the short version of that is you give it your delay. You give it a function to call back on that delay, and then yeah, and then you just basically return the reference to the 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 scheduled thing, you know the ske- I I forget what they call it. We'll call it the scheduled thing. <laughs> the task, yeah, yeah, from that component. So then when stop is called, stop is passed the scheduled thing back in, you know, and so it goes. Oh, let me let me call stop on that. At 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 stop. Oh, good. So that means that yeah. if we're if we reset our app, you know, twenty times in development, we're not going to get this our. 20 scheduled tasks all trying to run and, and fetch and post to Twitter at the same time. Yes, yes. yes. It's good It's good oh, to have, have your components be tidy and clean up after themselves. That's the important lesson. Yeah, yeah. And what's cool is with the start and stop and start and stop component, you know, from the REPL, you can start and stop and start and stop your app over and over again if you need to. 
And so everything builds itself up and tears itself down and builds itself up and tears itself down very cleanly. Oh. No, no REPL restarts required, you know? Cool. So I think with that, we finally get to the point where we can implement the algorithm from last week. We have the yeah. database handle. So in in this function that that the at, that gets scheduled with at at, we get, you know, uh, we can probably have it because you just pass it a function, so we can close over the the database handle and the Twitter handle we got from the other components, so that the function that gets called has those you know, as arguments, you know. Yeah. So it just it has the the, the database, it has Twitter, and uh, well now it can just go to town. It, it now yeah. now it's, it's time. <laughs> Yeah, make a function called, you know, get busy. <laughs> it takes it takes two arguments, right? It <laughs> takes uh, DB, it takes yeah, D, like DB handle, Twitter handle, and then it it does its thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could have a whole whole set, whole podcast, I think, on bad function names like you know, process <laughs> or run or do or you know, I've, I've, I've written plenty <laughs> of those in my in my career, so I I am not casting blame. I am. I'm accepting it. Ex- exact. <laughs> <laughs> do 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 uh, process data? Yes. Okay. Engage. <laughs> okay, we had our Star Wars reference, so we needed our Star Trek reference. Oh, there it is. High five to all the Star Trek fans out there. <laughs> cool. Okay. So where is the where? where, where? <laughs> Oh, I think we were, I think we were, weren't we, we, I think we were talking about Twitter. (laughs) Right. Okay. So we're at the point where we need to actually implement the function, the actual, the algorithm, (laughs) the algorithm. And, uh, okay. So, so how should we, how should we start off here? So I think, you know, it, it calls Twitter. And then, so you can kind of do this sort of stuff in a let block, which is kind of useful, right? So you wrap the whole thing in an exception handler for uh, if anything goes wrong, you you know, an exception gets thrown, it's a parachute, you log it out, parachute, go oh, back yeah. to sleep, try again later. Yeah. And then you have a let block. And so then you like make your Twitter call and assign the results to a variable in the let block. And then you make your data base call and assign the results to the variable in the let block. So you're kind of reading your through your bindings is like step one, step two, right? And then now you have these two things and then you throw them over the wall to the comparator. <laughs> I don't know what we want to call it, but the, the uh, reconciler. Yeah, let's call it the reconciler. Like that pure function that looks at the two and and then um, and then uh, well, what does it give you? Um, it, it, it looks at the two and it gives you like a Boolean like that. No, they don't match. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you want, you want to have some, you know, you have two data sets and you need to do logic on them, you know, and you want that to be pure. So you can't actually like at some point in that function, you're going to know, I need to post to Twitter. I need to post right now, right here, right in the middle of this pure function. Well, you shouldn't. Oh, I mean, I guess you could, you could just. You could just call right. like <laughs> it should. It should just do, return you a tweet, right? Yeah, well, actually, like what it, it should, should do just is return just, you the the like the next tweet that you need to post, right? So it's like here here's the database, and here's here's what the database said. Here's what Twitter said. So what does the database 
give us back? The database tells us the next thing that should get posted, right? So Twitter, like we queried Twitter. Oh, but we need to know, like our query to Twitter needs to know how many things to fetch. Okay, quick review of the algorithm. Maybe that would help. Like we fetch everything out of our account, our Twitter account since the last successful one. So we need to have like the la- the the ID of the last successful tweet. Right. So, so we need to fetch from the database first. Yeah. Right. So we're we're fetching like if you will two things out of the database, right? The last successful thing that was posted and the next thing that should get posted. Right. And then and then we're looking at the time for the next thing that should get posted and we're like, "Oh, okay, nothing to do. Quit. Exit done." Right? Or we fetch and we look at the time for the next successful thing, uh, a next scheduled thing, and it's like, oh, there's work to do. Call Twitter and have it give us a list of all the tweets since this one ID. Great. Then we throw that over the wall to a function that basically tells us, oh, is it should should we should you post? And if it says yes, you should post. Well, now we have that tweet in hand already, so we go and we try to post it. Right. And then we get some response back from Twitter. We write that down into our our log, uh, our action log, I think is what we call it. I can't remember what we called it. And um, and then we um, look for a success message. And if it was successful, we take the ID Twitter told us that tweet is. And then we write that down in the database. And then we go back to sleep because the next time slice for this thing it will wake us up because yeah this thing could wake up like once once a second or once a minute go oh work to do oh work to do yeah definitely so what do you think of that i think that's that's a good uh that at least touches all the parts the algorithm that we had before but i feel like it's like it's like do i o do a little bit of logic do i o do a little bit of logic do i o do a little bit of logic like I feel like we're it's like we're taking two different decks of cards and shuffling them together and then you know we have to we have to It's very it's very imperative, right? It's like yeah. like every step depends on the previous step like some implicit connection or link to the previous step. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think I think what what it does is it gets us to the point where we are we are actually doing the algorithm correctly. Like we're, we're, we're making the decision points correctly, but, but it doesn't, it, 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 all those little bits of logic are really hard to test. I feel like. Yeah. They're glued to Twitter. They're glued to the DB, right? Like, like you have this sequencing function now that is like really married to these resources. So, uh, your, your OO answer is, oh, well you need to mock the resources (laughs) so that you could test it. Right. (laughs) Oh yeah. I forgot about that been so long but yes so what you would do is you would basically say you know instead of the real handle you would pass it the fake handle which gets you you know but then you have to implement all of the logic on the back end like behind that you know like what happens when i get handed this tweet id should i return something or not like then it's then it's about i should return something now and then not return something the next time or re- not return something and right. then return like there's then you may start mixing time into there and so you just start ba- just start grabbing more and more and more uh side effects and glomming and, and glomming them onto this big ball of mud just so that you can test a right. little bit of logic you know 
Right, right. You have this you have this pure stuff kind of mixed in. Yeah, and next thing you know, you're developing like a whole vocabulary of mock creation. You know, okay, make Twitter handle with failed response. Make Twitter handle with uh, repeated failed response, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. Man, there it, has it does got, get... to, got to be a better way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well... And I think we're running out of time. <laughs> I think our time slice is ending. <laughs> oh, we'll have to wake up next week and see if there's work to do. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Time to throw the exception. Look at the clock and throw the exception. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, yes, for sure. Well, before we go, uh, why don't we take a look in the, in the message queue and see if there's anything there? <laughs> Any work to do in there? Yeah, any work, any wor- any scheduled work. Uh, so yeah, an astute listener, Philip, sent us a quick email to let us know that we were mentioned over on the Illegal Argument podcast. For those of you who don't know, that's a podcast on Java and the JVM and, and related topics and languages from Auckland. And uh, yeah, go check it out if you haven't heard it. Um, but our our podcast came up on their podcast, I know, so meta. <laughs> but they're talking about the REPL in the context of small talk and the small talk REPL. I will be the first to confess. I have actually not done a lot of work with small talk. In, in uh, grad school, I did a lot of research and reading that involved reading about small talk. <laughs> but, you know, my practical small talk experience is very light. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, my, mine is also very light. I remember really uh, exploring it. I, I had a coworker once who was actually on one of the squeak like he was like he was involved in squeak and <clears throat> and I remember him t- him being a really big fan of small talk and I thought it was really interesting that and and they mentioned this on the podcast too is that in small talk you kind of start off with a it's like an app image or something it's like it's it's like all of the 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 code for your application and it running is all in one big bundle and you can actually like modify it in place and everything and then when you, if you want correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> but if you want someone else to run it, you can just give them the whole image. Like it's like a yeah. But there there's some commonality with the the closure REPL. Yeah. Or yeah, the idea is you you load your program into memory, and now you can start modifying your your running code. You know, so it's not like closure did this. You know, or the closure was the first to do this per se. Um, and but that so they they discussed this problem. It creates like all this this state sometimes right because you're running stuff from your REPL you're modifying the state of the running application and so now you you might have a disagreement between what you're doing in your REPL and and then what your your code bundle says I I, I won't speak for small oh, talk man. in that problem but I'll just say like in closure we have this problem right where what is in memory running that I got there via the REPL and what's in my source file like they, they have nothing to do with each other anymore right right <laughs> Yeah, for the any- REPL has ghosted your source file. <laughs> for, oh, yes, for anyone who has exited the REPL and started it back up and had a non-functioning app, um, you you I, I I have learned that you got you got to keep the two in sync a lot more in sync. Um, otherwise, it's really easy to get off the rails. Yeah. So listening to that discussion, it just got me thinking again about two things: like having a connected editor. It's 
for me personally, I feel a lot more motivated. Right? I'm I'm writing phrases in there and I'm I'm running them out of the source file. So what I am telling the REPL to do is in my source file. And so then that helps me as I write these little pieces and put them in place. I'm saving them into my source file. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it really, it really, like, that's a good point. Man, just, it's amazing how keeping things in the same place, like the text file and the rep, like being able to load it in, it, by that being the same exact actual source, it, it, it makes it so that it's really easy, really hard to get off to get the difference. You know, to yeah, at least it's written down one. somewhere, right? But you can right. still end up with a state where I can go into my source file, I can write a function, you know, that I'm, I'm building this system up. And then that function, I know it's going to reference something correctly when it was written, but now, now I go and change the name of the thing it referenced, right? And I can reevaluate that. And so now you can still you can still have these dangling references. You can still have these dangling you know mentions, if you will, uh, if you're you you build up each of these pieces at once. So I think that's yeah. really where like the core namespace utils comes in with refresh, right? It's kind of like a it's like a gut check. Okay, I need to make sure my source files and my REPL state actually agree with each other, and I want to do that without restarting the REPL. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And the nice thing about refresh is that it doesn't, not only does it load all of your source, it actually clears out all the namespaces before it loads them in. And so it actually clears out any, like, so if you have like, you know, fetch from DB1 and fetch from DB2 and all of your code calls fetch from DB2, well, refresh will actually, and fetch from DB1 never, it doesn't exist anymore. Refresh will actually make that, it take that reference out. So if anything does call that old ghosted function, it'll it'll error and it'll tell you about it so you can right. fix it. Yeah, yeah. So it gives you, like the idea is you still get that kind of nice building it up in pieces, building incomplete pieces, you know, and having it kind of, y- you can build it up. You don't have to make everything all referentially correct, you know, all at once. But then you can sort of poke the big red button and gut check my source file versus my application state. Boom, are they the same? Ooh, no, error. Okay, great. Let me go fix that with my very interactive REPL workflow. So that's worked out well for me. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed that workflow. But yeah, that, it's a really interesting problem that they brought up uh, on that podcast, on the Illegal Argument podcast, kind of the discussion around the state and, and the problems and the benefits and all that. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for letting us know about that, Philip. If anybody else hears about us or would like to email us, um, please send us an email at feedback at closuredesign.club or mention us on Twitter at Closure Design. That's right. We always uh, love to hear hear what you have to say. Um, well, uh, that's going to be it for this week. Until then, we will leave you with this thought. Strategy is pure, but execution is messy. Music